What's good, y'all? Welcome to Stay Dedicated with your two favorite dads. I'm Zach, and I'm that dad who's proud to say that he created three seasons of Stay Dedicated with a total of 49 episodes, three guest appearances, and two blessings with the one and only Big KJB, aka Fiasco, aka the Jamaican sensation, Kent Justin Brown. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> I know this is the season finale, but that was a lot. You're welcome. That was a lot. It was hey, worth it. I, we got, hey, we got in on a strong note. That's why. I appreciate it. You're welcome. No, this has <laughs> been a, it's been a journey. Um, blessed that we've been able to do this together. Yep. And to, to keep on doing it. But yeah. He's welcome. smiling really hard, guys. <laughs> welcome to Stay Dedicated. Yeah. The two voices you hear are two voices of black fathers that are surviving, striving every week to bring you the news, culture, and perspective. This is season finale. This is season, season three. Season finale. Can you believe it? Made it three seasons. It's, it's 49 been a episodes. Lot. Yes. Yeah. Read, read the stats. We, yeah, we've been doing we, this for a while now. Yeah. My goodness. We've come uh, a long way, mm-hmm. uh, especially in this year, 2020. It's It's been a challenge. It has. We, we set some goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reached some of them. Some of yep. them we didn't. Yep. But, you no, know, 2020 has taken a toll on all of us. Yep. But still, it's been overall great to, to make it through. That's what we say in the intro, like surviving and striving. Like oh, it's, yeah. It's a daily endeavor that we go through. Yeah. On a high, we, we've made it. <laughs> on a low, we kind of got to start it off with just saying, hey, some people haven't had the, the opportunity to make it as far as we have. Yeah. So recently, Tommy Tiny Lister, you know, a.k.a. Debo from Friday, just passed away. But me and my brother, we always say this one line's like, but you got my 40, homie. I don't have nothing. Yeah, you got something. Man, my grandmama gave me that chain. And then like, man, that's messed up. Why don't you give him back his chain? What chain? Yeah, what chain? That's a, like a thing for me and my brother. So, you know, just seeing him go, I mean, you know, I know he's in a better place now. So, yeah, that's thank it. You. This, his first day in heaven is on a Friday. Yeah. How iconic is that? <laughs> we definitely, uh, you know, rest in power for him. Condolences out to his family, friends, and anyone else that's affected. Also, we lost uh, Natalie Ann uh, Reed. Mm-hmm. You no, know, she was a co star on BAPS, which is another cult classic. She was in Cinderella, set it off, you know, how to be a player. And Eve, so yeah. still, I mean, the loss of a life is 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 a loss. So it's it, a loss. It, it hurts us all differently. But yeah. we got to make sure that we know we acknowledge them. They mm-hmm. all they've done great things in their life. Uh, they've both been part of works that are lived that are timeless that are going to live way beyond them, and they knew that. So mm-hmm. the fact that they got to be a part of uh, of history is, you know, probably what they truly wanted to do. Bringing it back up into into good news. Um, you know, we lost some things in 2020, but also uh-huh. for us, we gained some things as well. Uh-huh. Congratulations to Michael Evans, uh-huh. senior. What? Um, for being the first black mayor of Mansfield, Texas. What? That is, that is, it deserves all the praise. For all my people in Mansfield, we've made a huge, huge comeback. So congratulations to Michael, man. We really appreciate you uh, stepping up to the plate for us. But, you know, another triumphs as well. We also have Rashida Jones, who will be the next president of the 
MSNBC network as well. So congratulations to her as well. You know, we're making changes, guys. We're making changes this year. So speaking of networks, though, you know, as we as you can see, there's a lot of changes going on. We also have, you know, Warner Brothers, who's released, who's partnering with HBO Max to release all of the 2021 movie line all at once. But it's going to be on the release dates. A new is coming. Yeah. Like, theaters aren't going to be able to survive. It's, um, it's unfortunate, <sighs> but it's, it's the death of our I industry. I still have hope. I still have hope that it's, theaters it's are going to make happen. it. There's no reason. You see yourself going to a theater? <clears throat> I mean, I can see, like, the theater, like, doing, like, social distancing, you know? Social so, distancing in a dark theater? Yeah. With, it the, be like, with the cloth seats? Yes, with the cloth seats. People do anything and everything on? Or you can treat it just like how my, how my students do it. We just wipe down the seats after we're done, you know? We're talking about cloth seats. We're not talking about metal or plastic. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, cloth seats, yeah. I mean, yes. we can get that pleather, you know? I mean, at least for, like, the places that how I go. Where are they getting this money from? The industry's already know. dying. I don't know. Shout out to Studio Movie Girl because that pleather is amazing. But, yeah. But, I mean, they barely holding on as well unless yeah. they get another, you know stimulus package for them like there's no need to go to a movie theater anymore right. especially with this with HBO deal uh, with Warner Brothers like the fact that they Warner Brothers is acknowledging that hey hey we'll give theaters a last chance but at the same time we're we're dealing with our customers our customers like convenience so right. They don't want to leave the house in the middle of a pandemic. So yeah. whenever something releases in the theaters, we have the option. If you're already paying a subscription, then you can watch it at home. Yeah. And they learn from Disney Plus to understand that, hey, if I'm already paying a su- subscription, I'm not going to pay extra to watch a movie. Right. So if it's already falls under your under your publishing, mm-hmm. then I should get the same access if I'm paying yeah. you this monthly fare. And to be honest, I think this is going to be the new generation of how movies is going to be, you know, is going to be done. Like everything is now streaming services. Everybody's moving away from cable, going to theaters. Hell, even Blockbuster is gone. And family, um, yeah, I mean, family video is like barely holding on, but still, I don't, just, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. know if there's one open still. I don't know. I'm hoping and praying it's still in, in Mansfield because there is a family video in Mansfield, Texas, but hopefully it's still there but either way it's just like yeah this is the new this is the new 2020 like this is this is it right here this is the new millennium just gonna be watching movies and movies are gonna be released on hbo max and like netflix i mean you yeah know. i mean i feel like the industry has had enough time to to acclimate like yeah netflix has been no netflix kind of was a gradual build right we had other innovations like Redbox and everything else and those didn't make it so we've seen over time how fast netflix was going to kind of like push the bar and they pushed the bar a couple of times Mm -hmm. so now these other networks have picked up on it so the other industries have to do as as well like Mm -hmm. they have to understand that convenience is number one going to theater is not convenient anymore yeah so it might come back in some years for like a level of nostalgia. Like, all right, no, well, we have a theater, just kind of like, uh, even just like an old traditional like mm-hmm. musical theaters. I right, think. right, right. A lot of downtowns still have like their old Main Street theater mm-hmm. that they'll they'll rent out for a certain you no know, events, mm-hmm. but it's not something that people just want to go to on a Friday. Like, right. let me go to the theater and see what play is happening. Right. Um. <laughs> so that's that's the way I envision movie theaters. It's like, all right. No, we'll have a moment of nostalgia that, hey, maybe on a Saturday mm-hmm. we'll go to the movie theater just to kind of see an old movie. Yeah. But I don't see them surviving much longer than that. Drive-ins, that's, drive-ins, that's successful. Still, yeah. So if they want to move more to that type of market, but being in a close area with a bunch of strangers mm-hmm. in a dark room. Yeah. 
Like, no, nah, that, that doesn't work for society. Look here, anymore. Coyote Drive-In. I'm just going to say it right out on our episode that, hey, you need to come back to um, to my area again. I'm I, like, OK, like the only location that we have is in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. Right. And there used to be one over there in like the Louisville, Carrollton, the colony. They yeah. had a, a drive-in over there. And I was like, great. I'm in a great place. I can watch movies, go well, to Well, they also in. lost money, too, in the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, really? So yeah. I feel like they, they have the, the upper hand because people are starting to get antsy. And so for the people who do want to get out, that is a, a safer way to go about mm-hmm. you know, watching a movie or watching or doing any type of public event like that. Right. So, I mean, good luck to them. And then we'll see kind of how the rest of the industry switches things up but I think this is HBO and Warner Brothers deal is going to be the first of many mm-hmm. we're going to start hearing exclusively on on streaming sites yep, starting a new streaming revolution that's what so it is gonna, that's what's going to be that's how technology moves yep 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 couple lineups what we got what the Matrix 4 coming out oh yeah and that's, uh, they're doing they're yeah. doing exclusive releases or well, not yeah. exclusive they're doing new releases that are highly anticipated so right. it's like the Matrix 4 mm-hmm. is on there they have the new Wonder Woman mm-hmm. coming out on there so they're their biggest sellers I think Suicide Squad 2 mm-hmm. they're gonna put out so yeah. the same way that people would wanna rush to watch in the theaters mm-hmm. They're doing a, a release right on right in the palm of their hands. Yeah. My wife got the HBO Max account, so we are good to go on that end. I know we don't have sons, but this is a question that's been lingering for me in my own self. And just things that I see on social media lately, I've been seeing like fathers and sons, you know, just hanging out or whatever. And there was this one uh, image that my wife showed me where uh, a teenage son was laying on his father, right? So the question I want to ask you, Justin, is should you stop cuddling your son when they are a teenager? Uh, I mean, always to each his own type thing. I think mm-hmm. this was, we call it a snapshot of, of, a, of a video type thing. Right. I'm not one to, I don't want to fall into the hype of, of social media yeah, and, and what and, we see. And I'm not, and it's not just that only. I mean, there's some other things as well. Like there was a, a comic strip that I saw as well where, uh, it was like a father who was loving on his son, like, hey, you know, it's all good. I'm with you. And he gives him a hug. And then, like, guys who are off to the side are like, you know, if my dad, uh, my dad will punch me straight in the face if I came too close to him and gave him a hug. Like, you know, like I get popped up or, you know, or something like that. Or I get uh, a bad talking to for actually saying, you know, like being too intimate with my father. Right. So in that retrospect, it's just like, does that mean that? We are doing something wrong by not loving our, our 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 sons or our children, in a sense, who are the same sex as us. Or are we building some type of form of toxic masculinity? Masculinity, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think it's it's different because um, neither one of us have sons, so this is all super <clears throat> hypothetical. My daughter wants to lay down, you know, anytime like on my chest. It's it's almost seems like it's natural. I think it's this is really just adding a complex of just like our own masculinity complex. Like, right. Because we weren't raised this way, we we have ill feelings towards it. Like even mm-hmm. now as, as grown men, right. we were to go, you know, randomly go up to hug our fathers or go lay down on our father's lap type thing, it, it creates a lot of levels of violation within us that right. we haven't really addressed. Right. Like why is this not okay? 
And I think it's just this is part of this adulting, this part of fatherhood process. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to truly debunk a lot of these, you know, ill logics that we have. Like right. this is the person that, you know, genetically created you. This is the person that raised you. Mm-hmm. At one point do you feel like you have to set a, a limitation on when your father stops being your father? Right. I don't think I don't think there is one. As right. long as y'all are open to have that level of relationship. Right. I understand like if there's conflict or something, then no, mm-hmm. you don't need to just run up in your father's lap type thing. But yeah. um, as long as y'all are level, y'all have a comfort of of sexuality because I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing right, right. that people have a conflict with. It's kind of like mm-hmm. I'm grown and I'm laying on another grown man. But that's lap. my father, though. Like, I'm going to, you know, I mean, I don't do that now. I'm a 30 year old man. I ain't going to lay on my father like that. But I mean, as of these times, it's just like, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Like, you know, like you hugged up on your father. Well, you say you don't you see did. anything wrong with it. But yeah. have you done it? No, I haven't done it. But, so why not? But I'm just saying, like, at the time, me and my father's relationship is a little bit different than the relationship with these guys that we see on social media. So that's the relationship that they build. But I mean, obviously, it didn't work for me. Like you know, we don't have that type. So I. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the challenge is in what what stops you from doing that. Why? Yeah. That's that's why because I brought up the only issue this would be that, if there's like, a conflict. Because we're given the thought that like being close to your father in a physical like just laying on him like at a teenager is, is gay. Like that's like the bad thing to do, you know. And that's a stigma that's placed upon our society that men can't like compliment each other or 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 say certain things to, to certain guys. Like you know, we're not as open. Like the moment we become open, like we are shown as weak and vulnerable to the society. So that's why like. What is wrong with not actually addressing how you feel yeah, about so certain things? So now you, as a father, right. you have a direct opportunity right. to change that. Exactly. Starting off with your relationship with your father. Exactly. Yeah. So what <laughs> what do you feel like needs to be done? Like I know, like I said, there's some parent and child relationship where there's actual true conflict. But if it's not a true conflict, then it just becomes a mental conflict of right. sexuality. Right. And do you feel like you can have that conversation with your father? Yes and no. But I feel like we're getting to some hasty uh, territory if we start talking about it. But then then again, it's just like he comes from a different generation and he comes from a different timeline. And he's not as open. Yeah, he's my father. We can have that open conversation. But at the end of the day, it's just like we can either agree to disagree or, you know, or maybe we can make that change together. But at the end of the day, it's just like I see that there are some issues that's going on in our society where men is just like we can't express ourselves. Therefore, we have men in jail, right? We have people who are doing bad things, like men in general, who are just doing bad things simply because they just want to show how they truly feel about something. They can't express it because they are limited by what we are like what we're telling them to do. That's yeah, I mean, what, yeah. it's, it's a generational cycle. Yeah. Uh, just like you said, your father, yeah. you know, has a different background. But right, I think right. that is a true challenge that we that have is, as, yeah. as fathers. Yeah. But it starts with us. Like, mm-hmm. I've had the conversation with my father. I've necessarily had it in this level of specificity, sorry, that, you know, is it okay for mm-hmm. me to, to lay next to you type thing? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we've talked about the level of emotional blockage type mm-hmm. thing that, hey, just because you were raised as a certain way doesn't mean that it's necessary for you to impart that on me and also for our next generation. So in right. order for our next generation to be successful, mm-hmm. uh, we have to conf- confront those type of conflicts that we have. So right. we've resolved that. Yeah. So I feel like I would be comfortable if I, if I really wanted to. Dude, I don't have a desire to. Yeah. Um, but if I wanted to, I feel like I, in my household, it would be okay. Yeah. I agree. I think that's just something that we have to, you have to be intentional about. Yeah. If you don't want to continue that process and you got to fix it. I agree. Yeah. 
So, I mean, also just it brings up the, I guess, the conflict of it happens if you don't know, give enough emotional care to a child. Mm -hmm. There was also another, I guess, shocking moment Mm -hmm. with a a father, not necessarily with a father son, but just a father dynamic. In Georgia, there was a video that came out uh, of a coach Mm -hmm. over a peewee football team. Yeah. And like what, nine years old, somewhere around that age. Yeah. Super, super young. Mm -hmm. And the coach, who was a father, um, swings on one of the kids. What? 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 Multiple times. He Um, swung? Like just... Yeah, yeah okay. I don't like to even get into this, yeah. but I mean, it's something you have to address. Like I said, there's uh-huh. two different sides of it type thing. Yeah. You have one situation where, you know, a father is okay with, you know, embracing and loving his child openly, mm-hmm. but it's also another situation where a father who probably wasn't brought up in that structure yeah. was taught up with, you know, a little bit of anger and aggression. And that's right. what football brings out a lot of. Right. And in this situation, I don't, they didn't get into the true specifics of it, but it seems like the the child was being a child, probably messed up on a play or something like that. I mean, it's a nine-year-old kid, so they don't know any better. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but... The father felt like it was, you know, enough to, to release his aggression on a child. Yeah. So was this his child or... No, it wasn't. But that shouldn't matter at all. Yeah. Regardless, you yeah. swinging on a child... Mm-hmm. Is, is irresponsible, but that's what happens when you neglect that level of yep. emotional support. And if you continue with that type of behavior, then it's going to be natural that the the son can like, oh, well, you know, if he's fighting me, then I can fight back and it's okay in our household. So that's the culture that you're developing in your household is really yeah, what you're going for. Yeah, across the team right. to know that, hey, uh, this coach, somebody that I trusted, mm-hmm. um, you know, has anger, enough anger, is upset at me enough mm-hmm. to, to swing at me. And also that no, nobody else kind of stepped in to stop it. So it's starting that level yeah. of programming that, hey, you know, when people are upset, you know, they can take action yeah. and, like, what are the true consequences of it? Yeah. Ultimately, he did get banned, and there was a lot of no, um, I guess, subtle consequences. Right. Uh, just kind of like social media cancellation, yeah. all that type of stuff. Yeah. But it's it's unfortunate. You got to see both sides of yeah. you no know, emotional support. And I and if he's a teacher, I'm assuming so. Just like a teacher at a school, or just just doing a no. This was like pee wee football. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I'm thinking in the terms of like if this was like school. And a coach did that. I mean, he would have lost his job and then his reputation Probably would be charges. Completely. Yeah, and there'll be charges on top of that. So, but you know, my principal always says, like, you know, there's always different ways to ha- handling uh, matters without using any physical violence. You just have to find what works best for that discipline. So, or for that action. It is holiday season. It is. Trying to keep you know, trying to keep us uplifted <laughs> this as, as best as we can. On a positive note, let's let's go ahead and go in that yeah, direction. Let's talk about this this jingle jangle. Okay. That you forced me to watch. I mean, it's amazing. It's okay. Amazing. It's amazing to um it's for amazing for an acquired viewing for certain people. That sounds very specific. Uh I'd say like if you're into musicals. And you like the spirit of the holidays, specifically Christmas, Jingle Jangle. And you also love, uh, you know, African-American culture. 
in a sense. Okay. Then this would that's, be that's a, a lot good, of weight to bear. I mean, I'm just saying, like, at least do it for the culture. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. Just do it for the culture and and watch it. Granted, you might not be into musicals. Granted, some of you guys probably don't even celebrate Christmas or even care about it too much as far as the jingle jangle uh, jolly idea. But, you know, it's something different that we can offer versus watching Home Alone every single Christmas or I mean, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's not more Christmas movie. I know. I just, it's just like another Christmas movie to add on our repertoire for the holidays. But it's definitely worth the watch. No, I mean, I, yeah. I agree. It's, it's always good to see, see black programming, mm-hmm. especially, you know, it just helps uplift the culture it's a little bit of a you know a twist on on a different christmas special per se right. uh especially this one was geared to families and for the kids so mm-hmm. no true spectacle or drama that, yeah. that came along with it yeah uh, a lot of black stars in it yeah um so i mean i i watched it i'm i'm one of them who just not not a fan of musicals <sighs> justin so i get it <laughs> um it's, it's for a specific market right um so i mean we we supported it um, I, I would encourage other people to do the same as well. Of course. So we can get more movies. I mean, it's about mm-hmm. opening the doors. So Of course, yeah. You know, we start off with Jingle Jangle this year, but I mean, next year, who knows what we can get, especially just kind of tying into what we talked yeah. about with studios, like yeah. Netflix produces. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Netflix continues to grow, uh, and they do have a, a strong black you know, audience and a strong black um market that right. they work for. So they do one movie this year, and they could do two or three next year. Yeah. So I agree on that aspect. It's just that movie personally just wasn't for me. Yeah. But what was for me, though, another show called Selena. All right. For those of you who have not seen the series, it is amazing. Okay. Okay. For some of you guys of our audience out there, look, I'm a huge Selena fan. And yes, yeah, I don't, you got to give context. I don't understand a single word that she's saying, but I promise you that the music is amazing. Okay. For all you music heads out there, definitely check work? out Selena. You just got to listen, dog. You just, you just got to feel the music. Sometimes not about the lyrics. Sometimes it's just about the sound too. I can get away with that for like Kid Cudi, but not for <laughs> you got you got I don't know. Maybe you got to dig a little deeper, just a little bit. But the whole controversy around this show is that everybody is chipping about the fact that she does not look like Selena Quintanilla, the original person, right? That we're uh, depicting here. But everybody's always comparing. Uh, man, I can't forget. I forgot. It was like Christian Sarriento. Forgive me if I pronounced that wrong. But basically, they're comparing her the actress to uh j-lo who originally played it in the movie oh the original movie. yeah yeah, yeah. so they're just like j-lo would have been better why didn't you bring j-lo into the show J-Lo's and, old. yeah but i mean like you could have de-aged her you know what no you could have did something i Selena don't know died young yeah she J-Lo's did old. <sighs> hey but she still looked good though she still does <laughs> that does not sell the role it could justify it could justify <laughs> this makes it seem story. like it's way more than the music at this point <laughs> it's oh okay it's let me let me backtrack real was quick. Was the original movie even that good? Yes. I don't know. It was good. I've never Just, seen you it. Need get on, you need to get on some Selena, bro. Like, uh, I'm a pass. Need, <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a hit of somebody very important in your life. You said that you don't even know what she's saying. I don't know what she's saying. Okay. And this is she's a songwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's some songs I'm like, okay, I can like decipher what the title means, so I can kind of get a gist of what she's somewhat talking about. But I don't know either or. I think like just centering around the whole thing, definitely give it a shot. Um, I think like what the problem is for people is that they're more concerned about the visuals versus the actual storyline. I.e. you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just, you know, like once when you get past the the visuals of like, oh, Selena looks like this way and you actually pay attention to the story, 
then you actually get into it because this story in particular is coming more from the family side of Selena. So that's why like I'm more invested into this one. You feel like it's more of an honest story? Yeah, I feel like it is, especially since, for those of you who are Selena fans, Selena's brother, his name is A.B., he had a beef with his father, and now you can really see that exposure. But now we're diving more into character development with with each character. So, you know, we're going to the father, the, the, the son, you know, Selena, and like the drummer, like it's 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 a nice homage to each of them, and then kind of like brings it all together into, into one, so... That's what I like about it. I mean, if you, if you enjoy it, uh, yeah. what is it on? Is it on? It's actually Netflix. Okay, it's on Netflix. I mean, both, yeah. all of them have great production studios now, so they exactly. know how to yeah. Yeah, yeah. build a true story. And yeah. I mean, maybe I'm slightly jaded type thing because... Slightly? Just a little bit. I mean, I've, I'm a higher critic <laughs> on stuff. Like, I don't necessarily watch too much... TV. The so, show is in English, by the way, so it's not like you I know. Mean, I watch it in subtitles anyway, <laughs> but it would just have to be an interesting story, right? 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 For somebody's life, and it's no, interesting. It's interesting. Oh, just as know. interesting as Ozark, I promise you. I doubt it, and I don't <laughs> want you to even to speak that. Ozark is definitely on a higher tier. <sighs> yeah, than, so is the Undoing as well. So definitely, I've heard great about reviews yeah. about both. So. Man, let me tell you, I'm. I'm I, I watched the first episode and like 15 minutes into the show, I was already hooked. Like, that's how good it is. And so literally after this recording, I'm going to head home and finish that thing with my did wife. Did you start when it released? No, I, we did it uh, like a couple days afterwards. Because I mean, it's kind of like a, a murder mystery type thing. Kind of. It's a little bit more than that. I mean, yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> great writing from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Dialogue is amazing. The writing and but the I mean, pacing you're pretty, is good. It's yeah. pretty much a case of who done it. Yeah, who done it type of thing. But, so but it's if like you, you no get one to told you who did it? No, not yet. I mean, I haven't made it to that far <laughs> yet. I'm just saying like, look, I only made it to episode three. So you got to give me a chance. But we'll talk about it in the next season. The title itself is very fitting for the whole thing that I've seen by yeah, far. Like like said, it seems get to like see. it's a great rollout. My thing yeah. is you starting it late. Mm-hmm. So all it takes is somebody to tell you who did it and it ruins the rest of it, the season. But that's the thing though. It's like you're building the, the anticipation of That's like, why I feel like it? I like Ozark. Like he's yeah. constantly in a state of like of loss right. type thing. Right. So no matter what point of it is three seasons, they're working mm-hmm. on the fourth season. You can point to any point of any season. It's right. like like you're not revealing anything if you say you know Marty still hasn't made it it's like yeah he Wait, doesn't Marty make it Marty still hasn't made it this is a, he, that happens any point throughout the the whole series oh uh, just special so yeah Ozark is definitely what I'm on right now yeah. um, Snowfall's coming back Ozark's working on the fourth season yeah all to say I mean production studios are back in effect so that's that's really good mm-hmm. to know that um, next year we're gonna have some some great shows and some great movies yeah because these have been in the works for for so long yeah man you know and the funny thing is you know we've been doing this podcast for a long time i'm glad that we've came to this point right here i'm I'm reminiscing and just reflecting on this idea that you know we've had these conversations we've reached this point and i think definitely definitely like my favorite episode would probably be the first one (laughs) the very first episode the very first episode of the season the new normal that was rough but i appreciate it simply because here's the thing i know like i'm not gonna lie to you guys it was a struggle like we've you know we went through three seasons and like i feel like the third season now is like all right now we're getting our we're getting our momentum going and whatnot and like that first episode which i think 
the the new normal, it was like we were trying out something brand new, right? We completely switched up the whole idea of like, all right, we're not going to go an hour and thirty minutes now. We're just going to yeah, do we cut under down an the hour. time. Yeah, so we, we cut ch- down the structure mm-hmm. instead of picking a singular topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided to, to switch it to more current event style to make right. it more of a rapid fire. Yeah, um, the first episode didn't necessarily work out the greatest. It was still kind of stay yeah. centralized across. Uh, um, about the pandemic right so that's why I said the first episode was still kind of rough yeah it was rough but here's I'll also say that like that kind of put a stepping stone for us for the upcoming seasons to come because we were experimenting we were trying out new things and I appreciate the the humble like you know the small things that all started off and just like you know we're figuring things out as we go and, and I appreciate that. There's beauty in the ugly. You know, I appreciate the small things of just like, hey, you know, this doesn't work. Trial and error that, you know, that works. Let's try that out. You know, so I I appreciate that first episode, uh, which obviously led to everything else yeah. for this whole season. So I think we started to get our groove along around the, the fifth episode. I'm looking right. at uh, Kamala Save Us. Like, Kamala Save Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, the turning point. We had a little bit more diversity when it came down to, to mm-hmm. topics. We're still kind of getting into so like that one's political. Your favorite? I won't say it's my favorite, but okay. I just know like just kind of going in that um, chronological order type thing. That's where it started to get a little bit of a, a better feel. Right. Experiment a little bit more with the title. I remember trying to to get Kamala's name down <laughs> multiple times. It took us uh, a lot of edits. We to, had to do a to lot do. of takes just to get the name right. Um, but it started just to have everything mesh together to be more of a of a rapid fire, right? Which was kind of the goal of one of the goals of this last season. Yeah. So we want to take it back to this idea that, like, you know, we want to bring the culture to you guys, kind of like you know what we talk about in the barbershop or in the salon. You know, we have those conversations like amongst our community, regardless of who comes to that door, we would just talk about our our views on certain things. So that's kind of like the environment that I was trying to create or that we were trying to create for the season. So and this is kind of like why, like for the cover itself, I just want to be just bare bones, just you and me. When I say you and me, I mean me and Justin. And so, and and obviously our audience as well. But I just want to talk about the truth behind it all of like just being a black father, you know, and also just being a black man in America. That's why we brought in this whole idea of just common topics and then also topics that's within our parenthood and like within our family circle. And, you know, that's what brought us to this point. Yeah. So the first season was really, um, really about our our intro into fatherhood. Mm -hmm. A lot of those, if you go back to the first season, a lot of those titles were very kind of generic things that we all go through as fathers. Right. Um, Second season was us warming up to just kind of having more discussion about them. So when it came into the third, it's kind of like, all right, people should have an understanding of like our foundation, who we are. Let's talk about how life affects us. There you go. So not everything is so similar. We're always going to be fathers at the end of the day. There you go. Always going to be black men at the end of the Mm -hmm. day. But how does every single day life know with a new situation affect us and affect our parenting style? Right. So when you come up with a lot of just the, the viral moments and how you know, how we react to them. Yeah. So that's where the season three goal was. And I think we captured a lot within these five months. So oh, kind of yeah. like here's a time capsule of, mm-hmm. of 2020, something yeah. that we could truly, you know, put back out into the universe right. and be like, hey, how was 2020? <clears throat> like we have 24 episodes, you know, yeah. almost 20 hours of, of information and dialogue mm-hmm. on 
how we went through our year. Mm-hmm. Everything from the highs to lows, or our children experiencing new experiences. Yeah. Um, to just how we engage. Some days were great. Some days were lackluster yeah there's episodes in this content that y'all would never hear because it didn't work out <laughs> exactly but no I, I i like how you said that you know like each each season had its own little characteristics and you know i mean i definitely agree with the idea that like you know season one was just more of like we are setting the building blocks and the foundation for our audience and then season two is just more like we are now moving into a, a new realm and we're taking what we've learned from season one putting it in season two and kind of mis- mixing it up for you guys you know, to, to get it like a head start. And then season three is like, we have put everything together with season one, season two. And now we are basically adapting to this environment that we're in right now. So, you know, we initially start off with just every two weeks, release an episode, 12 episodes for one season. And then all of a sudden we decided like, okay, you know what? On season three, we want to try something different, which I was a little afraid to do at the beginning. I was like, yeah, you know what, Justin? We also yeah. doubled our intake. Yeah, yeah. I was like, we are doing... Uh, I was like, dude, what well, I like after doing all that research during our off season, you know, we were like, I'm noticing that like uh, based off of my research of looking at other podcasts and why they do what they do and how they make more people to come to their and, and flock to their episodes is like, you know, because of these things. And I felt the necessary need to just actually say, like, let's go ahead and bring that down to about like less than an hour and make 24 episodes. I kid you not, I was like, I was afraid at the beginning because I was like, we are doing 24 episodes every single week on Sunday as promised. And I'm like, I hope the fans can appreciate that because this is a whole different cadence for everybody. It's definitely yeah. tough. It's a, it would take a lot out of it. <laughs> it was to, tough. to go from two weeks to one week. Yeah. Uh, the level of preparation, how fast news moves, Oof, fat. Uh, how fast things happen when you yeah. have a set recording day, like mm-hmm. you can't. Uh, you don't have too much wiggle room if you're trying to produce something every single yeah. week Yeah. Uh, to produce it, edit it, you know, do a little bit of reviewing, figure out how we're going to even push it, if it's even worth being publicized. Right. Cutting all of our time down in half was definitely one of the biggest challenges that we, we one faced. One of the biggest, yeah. But I appreciate it because, you know, it was a challenge that we were both willing to take. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. There were times where I just wanted to say, you know what, Justin, let's just let's just go ahead and call it quits right here. I tried to kill a couple episodes. I tried to kill a couple episodes. You know, some episodes didn't make it, but we made it through. But I mean, at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? Our name itself says it all. Like, stay dedicated to what we are doing. And I just had to remind myself that, like, this is just more than just me and Justin. It's about our community. It's about, like, what we can do with the platform that we have right now. What that would you say some, yeah. of, uh, some of the other challenges that you face? Editing. <laughs> Editing was one of them. Being that, you know, I'm a full-time father and a full-time uh, teacher, you know, I want to obviously have the best for everything. I felt that having Stay Dedicated was like a third thing. I have to be the best creator for Stay Dedicated at the same time. So just making sure that we're producing quality every single time was like my was like my thing. I'm more about quality versus quantity at the end of the day. So that's why uh, editing was more of like a difficulty for me. Um, and then obviously trying to come up with some topics that would be suitable for not just for the black audience, but more for, you know, just everybody. Because, I mean, I could see our you know, our platform going into other, like other aspects, not just for the black community, but for other people as well and, and, and different things. And we can make a huge impact. So what about you? <laughs> I guess my <laughs> biggest contrary is trying to make sure it stays black. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
and I and I appreciate the fact that like we have uh we have duality in our conversations. You have a certain viewpoint and I have a certain viewpoint. You're a little bit more pro black and I'm more like I'm pro everything. <laughs> so yeah. You, but I mean, you know, but that's the that's the great thing about it. Like two fathers sitting down and having a conversation, anything can happen. You know, like we can sit here for like an hour just trying to figure out what we're going to say for our episode like how are we going to you know yeah, manipulate pre-production this? is real you got to talk is. through things yeah yeah getting on a mic and just speaking your <clears throat> mind is not always just the best decision because <laughs> like, you got to talk some things through i can guarantee you the very first episode in season one we had no outline we had nothing we were just like all right, so here's some things that happen. What do you want to talk about? But we didn't go in depth with it, which was great. And now, you know, we've evolved into this idea of just like, we just put different topics that's going on and we can easily expound upon it like that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A, it's a journey about pursuing excellence. We yeah. want to make sure that we're, we're constantly improving. And I think a lot of that has to do with the feedback that we get. It's been a journey. Like we started off, like you said, just kind of freestyling and spitballing, just kind of whatever sticks, sticks. Mm-hmm. But over three seasons constantly yeah. getting a level of like hey maybe y'all should do this or mm-hmm. you know here's a topic that y'all can right. go through or i like <clears throat> when y'all did this and i don't like when you did that so yeah. feedback is very crucial yeah uh, in order for us to continue to push ourselves forward so what would you say you learned from this whole experience being that we did 24 episodes back to back for this third season what would you say uh, I would say that even though I feel like my raw opinion is always the best because it's the most honest, mm-hmm. it's not always the, it doesn't always translate the best. Right. So learning how to market ourselves for like the brand per se, doing things for the brand versus right. me as the individual. Right. Um, that's, that's something you have to constantly <clears throat> keep in mind. It's yeah. anything that you're doing that you right. put your name behind. Right. Uh, especially if it involves other people, like this is something that we're putting on wax for the record, something right. that our daughter's going to listen to mm-hmm. eventually. Um, Their daughters will listen to it and yeah, everybody else's will listen to it. To yeah. be a resource. So understanding that, Hey, not always my, my immediate thoughts, even though I think highly of it. Um, it's not always the the only thoughts. Mm-hmm. So really being able to put that in perspective, have a true dialogue with you know somebody who doesn't necessarily always agree with me. Right. So that's um that's always a, the biggest challenge per se, but mm-hmm. also the biggest learning point. Right. To be able to, at the end of the day to say, all right, you know, we see things differently. Let's talk about it and let's figure out how we can come to agreement or not or just move forward. Yeah. And I also say, like, the thing that I kind of learned was going back to what you said about just this being a brand. Um, At the very beginning of of Stay Dedicated, I remember it's like, you know, this is Justin and Zach and we have a podcast named Stay Dedicated. But then as I got deeper and deeper into our episodes and producing this thing with you, I realized that we are stay dedicated. The people who are listening to us are stay dedicated. And, you know, and I just had to remind myself like, hey, this is what we are. And I can't just get upset about the fact that like Justin's talking more than me or I'm talking more than Justin or our topics did not hit. Like at the end of the day, it's like we are a brand, you know, we are some form of movement. Right. And, you know, and again, this is just an open platform that we can have an open conversation about our thoughts and opinions, regardless if we disagree or agree with a certain thing. It's like we always, you know, 
leave with just something for the audience to like really think about you know certain things um heck like i can tell you like uh some people were like man i really like how like y'all talked about you know yoda and like the you know the last jedi and you know how anakin you remember that episode like yeah, you know we had we got that, into a little like, bit of a star wars yeah we, kinda, yeah, we went to that hole. deep star wars hole yeah. i mean it had nothing to do with like the overall arcing thing but it was just like it was a great conversation piece to kind of have and like it kind of touched people who are like into like star wars or like star trek or like those you know nerdy those nerdy kids that really don't have that conversation with like their parents and we're like right there for them you know so that's that's the thing so that is the brand and i just you know and i'm thankful for the fact that we have come to that point and we can finally expand it on to other things as well. No, that's very big. Yeah. I mean, the brand covers uh, a huge perspective. And it's a scene that is bigger than both of us individually. Right. So that's something that we, we definitely carry every single time that we, we speak on it. Yeah. Um, so what's next? What's next for us? First off, I need, I need, I need sleep. I need a good, long sleep. You know, I, I like... The like break just, is coming. Uh, I just the break want everybody is coming. To know. We're, like I just, we're going I just wanna, on break. you know, on like on on Saturday nights, you know, I want to like just just chill and hang out and not worry about editing for right now. And like you know, Sunday I can go to church and not feel like oh snap, I gotta make sure I get this thing turned in by twelve. But I'll say that you know the things that I'm looking forward to is obviously I'm all about you know adapting and evolving uh, our brand and you know if that means like you know keeping our time where we at right now and continue with that or changing it up to where again I'm like I'm all about like just trying to um, adjust and just evolve into something better than than what we are right here right now so I mean if that means going into like merchandise or if that means that we're going to like music or to other things or just different avenues that we haven't touched yet like I would like to go into that as well so if that means like hey like we legitimately come up with the structure where like all right we're going to bring guests in but because of this whole COVID-19 ordeal, maybe we might do Zoom. I don't know. But, we, you know, we got to figure it out because yeah, along got, those yeah. same lines, I think what's next is for one is fulfilling on the goals, fulfilling on the, on the, on the goals that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we've had lofty goals, per se. Yeah. And incrementally, we've stepped our, our way up, but there's still mm. things that we need to get done. Yeah. So one of those being merch. One of them I mean, it's something merch. that we can we can that work is, on definitely yeah, in the yeah, off yeah. season, but merch is something we we've spoken about it multiple times. Yeah, Oof. people want it. So pray we gotta, for me, guys. We gotta Please get it done. Just add me to your prayer list. You know that this like I want this merch to happen. Merch is big. It's part merch of the is, brand. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We we gotta get it done. Also, guests like literally, I foresee us having guests. Yeah, like, that's. It was a slow build for me mm-hmm. just because, you no, know, internally, I felt like, you know, we had a great handle on it. Mm-hmm. But moving forward, I think we're we're open for it yeah. and we can we can make it happen. Yeah. So those are going to be my two main things to focus on moving forward. Yeah. Pushing the merch. Let's make sure we get it out there. Yeah. Um, and then also let's make ourselves open and available and make it possible, especially in this COVID season, yeah. pandemic season. We've had all 2020. Yeah. We've, we know it's possible. Other people have done it. Mm-hmm. And we know we have a platform that is open and, and uh, willing to support other people, yeah. especially people who have supported us. Yeah. Um, so we just got to make sure that we, we make it happen. So Amen. those will be the the goals for what's coming up next. Fingers crossed, possibly we can get video back again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Well, let's see. Let's start on the merch first, and then hopefully we can pivot our way into a video because 
this is yeah video is like another avenue that i would like to take uh take into but you know if you guys are interested in like helping us we're more than welcome to of course you know we can't do any severance pay or anything like that because we're just two fathers trying to make it (laughs) we're just two fathers just trying to make it happen so you know if you're all about like trying to like you know expand the vision of stay dedicated recommendation (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) but yeah like if you're down for it you know and you are down for like the vision that we have planned for next season by all means hit us up let us know you know we're here for you guys and we would love to see what you guys have to say as well like again like we've addressed a lot of things in other episodes where we're just like hey i want other people to also chime in on this as well and and see what they think from a different perspective and it just doesn't have to be a black person it could be like anybody who comes from different walks look i'm thinking for everybody okay for everybody okay last time i checked there was there was more than just black people in this world so i'm saying like that's debatable see everybody got a little black in them this is why we're ending our episode no, I'll play. But yeah, so Jesus was black. Jesus, I mean, no, I'm, I'm acknowledge that Jesus is I definitely mean, black. Like we all know got that. a little bit of black in them. But did you no. know that? I think Beethoven was uh, no, it was either Beethoven or a Bach. Everybody was black. has a little black in them. <laughs> 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 yeah, everybody, everybody does. But um, but yeah, the conversation doesn't stop with us. Uh, we appreciate any and every level of feedback or dialogue that, that we can spark. You know, whether it's, you know, internally, just a conversation you have in your head mm-hmm. or a conversation you have with somebody else. Anything that, you know, we were able to to be a part of is something that we appreciate and we don't take it lightly. We don't. Um, we put hard work into this and the fact that, you know, it's still it's something that people want. You no, know, yeah. we, we love that. We appreciate it. And we want to continue. Yeah. For the culture. We do it for the culture. So, yeah. <laughs> It's been a fun run, you know. Um, I appreciate every single one of y'all, whether if it was, uh, you know, two of y'all or or two hundred of y'all that actually listened to our episode. We really appreciate all of you guys taking the time to listen to us. You know, this this again, like Justin said, this is a lot of like blood, sweat, and tears. We put a lot of hard work into it. You know, we planned it meticulously on certain occasions, and you know, other times we just like we just free ball it and hope that God takes it takes the wheel to a good place. So it all just, counts. <laughs> so you know, God is dope. Just saying, God is dope. All right, <laughs> y'all have a great holiday. You know, um, make things happen. And yeah, end the year all right. Started yes. right. Twenty twenty has been a been that type of year. It but has. I mean, at the end of the day, all of us survived it. Like yeah. If you if you're here to listen to this, you you survived. You made you know, it. He said that you made it. You know, you didn't die from the COVID nineteen yeah, I mean, back. You survived virus, every yeah. challenge that's come across you. Yeah. If you if you're here to listen to this, and that's yeah. something that's not to to be taken lightly. Right. Thank you for anyone who's, who's listened. You know, gone to the website, bought <clears> merch. <throat> shared yeah uh or even just had personal dialogues with us like yeah. everything everything counts um and we want to make sure that you know everyone knows that yeah. so we can continue to to be that level of resource uh but still continue following us on social media mm-hmm. follow our personal pages or the stay dedicated brand this is on instagram facebook and twitter uh continue listening to us on any dsps or spotify soundcloud all apple podcast google yeah. podcast all that if there's a new one that pops out while we're on break let us know we can add it on there it's the rss feed it's all good um <laughs> Yeah, keep on sending us feedback. Keep on letting us know so we can continue to push forward. Yep. So, guys, look, I love y'all. Y'all be safe. So, until next season, stay Stay dedicated. dedicated.